Hey, Viking fans. Quasi Adolfo Mensa was not done making moves today. Let's talk about that next. Welcome back, Skull Brothers and Sisters. This is Skull World, brought to you by Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Skull World. Now, make sure you hit subscribe, like, and leave a comment below, and you'll be entered in my contest. I am giving away $50 currently. More subscribers, more money I give away on the day of the game, September 11th, against the Packers. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, and leave a comment below. You'll be entered in that contest. Now let's get started talking about the moves Quasi Adolfo Mensa with the sh- also with the short recap. Now, yesterday we we had Watts um, get released and he passed through waivers and now he's a Chicago Bear. Probably the if he's gonna go to a team in the division, it might as well be, be the worst team in the division. However, um, I don't want to make division rivals better and we made them better by releasing Watts. I was disappointed. I don't know why we had we didn't have cap issues. Um and he, and we did save money and now we got like 11 million under the cap and all the Vikings that are expecting a big move. We'll talk about that later. But uh to ease the pain, we got a second round pick out of the 2020 draft. And that was Ross Blaylock, or I said Blaylock, Blacklock, Ross Blacklock. And he he eased the pain a little bit. He was well thought of coming out of TCU. Um, And I talked about him in my last video, so go check that out after you're done with this one. I, I did my reaction to his NFL draft profile. He... He has potential. He has potential. He hasn't done much starting yet. He hasn't had much production yet. Maybe needed a change of scenery. In college, I could see where he was, where they were seeing um, him. I don't. I didn't think, looking at his video, that he was worth a second round pick as high as it was. I think he was 40th. But um, a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And honestly, I don't know how much drop off there's going to be from him, from Watts to him. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's not starting right now. He's not starting. They have him as listed on the depth chart as a backup. So he's got to earn playing time. But if he's... I think we have moves to make. I think we have moves to make. He has depth on our line. He's not going to be that uh, bad a player. He is He's 290, 6'3". He's pretty quick. Um, he, he has pass has some pass rush ability. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Now, so losing Watts, we got Ross Blacklock. Both, you know, Blacklock, you know, Watts was a six-round pick. Blacklock was a second-round pick. So you'd think we'd get a fair value, uh, you know, a good exchange out of that. We'll see. Now, obviously, Watts had the uh, ability to work with Daniel Hunter, some really good defensive linemen. You know, Griffith, you know, there's so many defensive linemen he got to work with that were able to help out Daniel Hunter. 
now Blacklock, or help out Watts, now Blacklock will have that same opportunity with the Daniil Hunter as a Darius Smith, even though they play outside linebacker now. But, you know, he, he's got an opportunity to learn from really good guys like Harrison Phillips, who's a, you know, a leader. He doesn't need to be that guy to expect it to start right away. The pressure's off right now. He just needs to come in there and work hard. So I, I'm feeling pretty good out. It's not a very expensive move. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Now, this was the shocker today. Jalen Rieger. Now, if you remember in the 2020 draft, there's video out there of Spielman laughing when they drafted Jalen Rieger. Not that they, not they, they were laughing at Jalen Rieger. They were laughing that the Philadelphia let Justin Jefferson go, the player they wanted. Now, I could see, and I saw a tweet today about inside information about, hey, Jalen Rieger really uh, struck him bad when he saw a video of Spielman laughing about um, the Eagles drafting him and that he's fine that he that uh, now that he's gone, he's no problems going to the Vikings. I don't know how much of that is true, um, but it was a tweet that's out there, made the rounds. Um, I shared it with a friend, but I didn't retweet it. But, uh, hey, we'll, we'll see, you know. Um, it is odd that we we got Justin Jefferson, and now that we, we also got Jalen Rieger. And there's guys out there, podcasters, that are saying the same, same thing I said about Justin Jefferson. I thought he was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to be this good. Um, and then poor Jalen Rieger, who had to be compared to Justin Jefferson in Philly the past two years, he didn't ask for it. He didn't have a Kirk Cousins thrown to him like Justin Jefferson did. Uh, Jalen Rieger, they were a running, they were like the leading rushing offense in the league. So, hey, Jalen Rieger is going to a good place. Now, the, what makes this good is that we really needed a punt returner. Did we really, did we really want Amir Smith Marset, who never returned punts in college, all of a sudden start returning punts? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. And, now that Rieger is something he returned a bunch to the house back in college. He returned one his rookie year, um, and he didn't return any last year. But to you know for touchdowns, but he has a lot of experience returning punts. So, do I feel good about it? Yes, I do, and I'll talk a little bit more about him in a second. But we released Amir Smith Marset. Now, do we want to bring him back on the practice squad? Maybe. We, uh, you know, we have spots open. We have spots open right now. I think three. Could we bring him back? Yeah, we could. However, is he going to get to us? I don't think so. There's a lot of teams, including the Lions and Bears and the Packers, that could use a good receiver like him. I don't see how ISM makes it through 31 other teams to allow us to try to re-sign him and would that piss him off? And he would go resign elsewhere. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I feel. I don't know why we didn't keep six wide receivers in an ISM. Like I wasn't too bad thinking about um, Rieger. Like uh, we traded a seventh this year or this next year in a four a conditional fifth. It bumps up to fourth if he meets the conditions. And so we gave up, tech, you know, if he does really well, meets the conditions, we gave away a seventh and a fourth for him. He was a first pick. 
first draft, you know, first round draft pick, 21st overall, and we got him for a fourth and a seventh. That's not bad. He has talent. He is physical talent, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, um, you know, getting a Rieger to return punts, I can see the value in that. He's most likely going to be ahead of Naylor, but we only kept five. Why didn't we um, release an Ole Udo, who no one's probably going to pick up because the way he played last year, and we would went from 10 linemen to nine, which is pretty traditional to have a nine lineman. Why didn't we do that? I don't know. Maybe there has to be some other reason that we would release ISM who is not going to pass through waivers. He's not going to make it. Um, you know, good luck to you, ISM. I hope the Bears and I hope the Packers and I hope the Lions don't pick you up. I do not want to face you. You had a really good preseason, and I, I just don't understand not keeping him and Rieger. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Now, I do always like to go through a draft profile of a new player, and this is my first reaction to it. And we're going to talk about I'm going to talk about Jalen Rieger and why he was drafted in you know the first round. I don't feel like he was a first round pick. Um, I feel like he, looking at his college, I I. I don't see him being a first round pick. Can I see him being a second or early third? Yeah, I could. I I could see that. And I think what really um really pushed him up the draft chart, which put too much pressure on him in football, is his combine times. Now he's also TCU, and apparently um he was a. Uh, best friends with Gladney who uh, passed away who we got from TCU that, that again was a tweet that I saw that he apparently was best friends with them and now he's going to be uh, wearing a Viking um, uniform however we did release Gladney so I don't know how much how and then and then Spielman it laughed at you know the Eagles not taking Justin Jefferson I don't know how much animosity he had towards the Vikings and here we are, and now we are trading for him. So it's kind of awkward. It is kind of awkward that we would pick a Jalen Rieger uh, up, but his punt returnability is what did it. Is no no question about it. So he's from uh, Waxahachie, Texas. He's at five uh, eleven. He left as a junior, two hundred six uh, two hundred six pounds, arm length thirty one and three eighths. Not the longest. And nine and a half inch hands, pretty average. Um, this is where it gets kind of good. This is where it gets good. He had a four four seven forty. I think that's faster than uh, it's it's about the same as a Jalen Naylor, who's called Speedy Naylor, and you can see he's pretty fast. He's also very shifty, so that's what makes him a good punt returner and like bubble screen guy. Um, he, most of his highlights were from doing bubble screens with the Eagles. Uh, I I like the fact he's a gadget guy. Go five, you know, go four wide, throw him a, a bubble screen. He's that type of player. He's got a burst on him. Yeah, he bench pressed 17, which is pretty pretty decent for a receiver. Vertical jump though, 42 inches. I think Tristan Jackson was close to that, but this by far is the highest leaper on the team, 42 inches. It's only 5'11". 
but 42 inches is crazy what and that relates to power and being a, a burst of you know burst of speed 42 inches what's also crazy broad jump 138 inches let's look at that i got the trusty calculator 138 divided by 12 11 and a half feet that's close to the nfl record if not the nfl record i know i know i don't know there's probably been more than five people that have broad jumped that far that's been an nfl player so the fact that he has a 42 inch vertical 10 and 11 and a half feet 11 and a half feet broad jump that is nuts a three cone drill kind of shocking he didn't do better here because there's been faster 731 and 20 yard shuttle drill 446 but it doesn't show like that on the on the uh on the highlight tapes he looks like he's stopping on dimes and breaking ankles uh so yeah and his analysis was first second round i may have been a little too harsh saying he was probably a third round pick the way he looks uh I've seen, but I have seen players drop his caliber that way in a deep wide receiver draft. So, but second round, probably more reasonable. Um, I, he, I believe he trans well, translates well in the NFL. I just think uh, he probably wouldn't have been, you know, come from TCU. I don't, I don't think he was going to be an elite player right out of the box, which he was expected to be as a first round pick. And the way Justin Jefferson ended up doing it. Now, keep in mind, Justin Jefferson wasn't starting. Jalen Naylor uh, or Jalen Rieger, you know, he had the same opportunities. Now, overview: spotty quarterback play helped cause a production drop. His seen as last year, and we went from like 1,100 yards to 600 yards. Uh, much like I, Sam at Iowa, he didn't have a huge production. But his focus and competitiveness also seems spotty at times. Rieger is a smooth athlete with blazing speed who has more playmaking talent than, rece- than receiver skill and play callers need to account for the- when determining how to utilize him. This makes a great point. He needs to be utilized properly. This guy's got explosive speed. So those um, bubble screens, opportunity. Big opportunity because he can break them. Now, if he, now what... What's also odd is ISM was, was being heralded for his, you know, run blocking and, and, you know, as a wide receiver, which would have been great for someone to bo- do bubble screens. But, hey, who knows? Maybe Justin Jefferson and Thielen will, you know, block. You put him in there. We'll see. Um, you know, play calling does mean a lot. And so that makes a good point. He's electric with the ball in his hands, getting t- – Getting it to him quickly rather than asking him consistently make plays for himself as a ball winner could be crucial. When 2019 is balanced against his 2018, the grade is projection begin to climb with a versatile receiver who's able to spice the offense, offensive gumbo. So I think, you know, it was worth it to try to get juice, you know, the most out of this player. I think it was worth it. He was well thought of. There's a lot of people. I've, I've already listened to two Vikings podcasters that were wishing at the time, they're admitting to it, wishing at the time that they would have took Rieger over to Justin Jefferson. So there was a lot of thought of this guy, and Viking fans thought of Now, obviously, hindsight's 2020. There's not, there's not many players in the NFL better than Justin Jefferson, let alone receivers. 
So now let's look at his strengths. I'm seeing him do the bench press. The guy is jacked. And I saw him looking at the video as 40 time. He just looks smooth. Smooth player. Uh, strengths, fluid but explosive. There you have it. I think the same thing could be said for Justin Jefferson. I didn't realize how ex- I saw he was fluid, but I didn't know he was explosive. And then, you know, see him run in and out of routes, seeing him off the line, he is explosive, but Rieger has that explosive ability already. Versatility to create chunk plays from all levels. 42-inch vert. This guy leaped over people and mossed him in college. He's got real good highlights. Amazing catches. Amazing catches and concentration, which is odd because... The drops they keep talking about at him in, in the pros, it's what's held him back and caused that animosity with the fans. He sells the vertical push to set up route breaks. That's great to hear. Uh, loose hips to sink quickly to snap off breaks. Shows ability to lose coverage at the top of his route. It's good to hear. I, I did see like his separation was due to his speed. like Getting on a D-back and blowing by him and being open like that. Um... Again, he apparently spotted quarterback play as a junior year. Uh, gets to the top speed very quickly. That's what I just said. And opens up separation deep. Just said that. Able to leap up the ladder and snag it at the high point. Saw plenty of that. Uh, Silky with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's... I believe he uh, beats out ISM in that category. Where if you get him in open space... He could take it to the house. I don't see ISM doing that. Um, plays like a slashing running back in space. I agree. He's kind of he's kind of built like one. He's a sh- little shy of being a, a a running back type of body, but he's, he's not too bad. Um, creative return options with home run potential. Awesome. That's that's why I want him. That's why he's on the team. Is he can return some punts, man. Weaknesses gets stalled by a press more than expected. I hear that. That's what it's been, people are talking about. Like he's not good out the outside. That he's probably better at slot because of you know him being press coverage. Uh, strong cornerbacks ride and grind in early stages of route. Needs to maintain focus and finish his routes. It's something he should have learned in the NFL. We'll see. We got a pretty good wide receiver coach, so let's see. Frustration with quarterback appeared to creep into play at times. It probably did in the pros too, but apparently this year, this year, they were talking about how dedicated he was, how hard he worked, how good of an attitude he had, even though he wasn't going to be the starter. And cornerbacks go unstacked on long throws. Um, uneven tape in competitive catch situations. Again, he's apparently pretty iffy at 50-50 balls, but he's had some really good catches on 50-50 balls. Inconsistent leveraging space to catch. Ball skills fail to match athletic ability. Uh, but he does jump 42 inches in the air. Uh, that does help. That does help. Um, it, honestly, in college, his hands didn't look too bad. Um, but it apparently has been a problem in the pros. We'll see. We'll see what we got here. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about having him. I'm disappointed about losing Watson ISM. I don't, I don't know why we don't have them on our team still. We had other guys we could drop. And let's, and now let's talk about, let's talk about uh, practice squad situation. All right. So 
Yeah, here we go. So here's what's been on the practice squad. I don't have a graphic for that. Let me, let me put up your uh, fearless leader dozens here pointing at you. Get ready. Get ready. Fr let's freaking go. All right. So current Viking practice squad players, Bryant Kobach. Um, I figured that. Tristan Jackson figured that. Dan Chasina makes sense. I, I talked about that in 53s, that it would be kind of good to have him on the team if we feel like we need a good, if our special teams are lacking and we needed a Dan Chasina on, like, on that particular game, that we could um, put him on the, if there was an injury, we could put him on the active roster. Uh, Nick Muse, tight end, rookie. He was the first um, draft pick ever cut by Quasey. Kyle Hinton. Uh, Josh Sokol, uh, center. TJ Smith. Now, that was the backup nose tackle. I, I When we lost T.Y. McGill, that kind of that sucked. I thought maybe TJ Smith might make it because of that, but honestly, it was a good move to put him on the practice squad. Jalen Twyman, he gets a chance. He gets to stay with the Vikings. Give him another year. Let's see what he does. Janarius Robinson, same deal, man. That guy is a beast in college. I'm hoping he turns it around. He's a huge hulking-looking guy now. Um, William Quinku, um, Perry Nickerson, that's a little safety situation for uh, uh, Boyd if he doesn't um, pan out. Tay Gowan, no idea. Uh, Miles Dorn, who had awesome preseason, I thought, and I'm um, pretty happy that we kept him. Here's some Vikings that aren't are still out there. Uh, Myron Mitchell, I thought he was gonna be on the practice squad. I thought for sure. Uh, Zach Davidson, thought for sure. So these guys are probably still negotiating. We got three spots left. Wyatt Davis, I could see him gone and never being a Viking, being an NFL player again. Uh, Timon Paris, same deal. Don't think he's gonna be a anywhere. He had the worst tape of anybody in that last game. Uh, Zach McLeod kept keeping him around. Not bad for a, um, a UDFA that we paid two hundred fifty thousand. So we still we still got something to squeeze out of this guy. Uh, Chaz Surratt. Oh, he went to the New York Jets. Yeah, he went to the New York Jets. Um, Blake Lynch, uh, Ty Smith, and Mike Brown. So the people that I would say, if I pick three guys out of that list, three guys out of the list, I would say Zach Davidson number one. Oh, yeah, no, this is the cut, so Zach McLeod's still out there. I, I don't know what I was talking about. These are the ones that are still out there. So Zach McLeod is still out there. Um, out of this list, I probably would take Zach Davidson, Blake Lynch, and now that we uh, lost ISM, probably uh, Myron Mitchell. But Zach McLeod would have been high on my list to bring back. So those three guys, I would probably add and, and get it up to 16. So, hey, I hope you like, like the show. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, and leave a comment below. Enter my contest. I'm giving away currently $50 and a gift card to a website of your choice. Hopefully you buy Vikings gear. I'd appreciate that. Uh, and if you like another team, whatever. But, hey, I you know all the listeners are welcome. None of my family members can win. So if you see them commenting, they're not going to win. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so I am giving it to a listener. I am giving it to the listener. Now we're going live tonight on purple pocket podcast with 
MC Rap. I call the Purple MLK because it's bringing all the fans together. And that's at 9.15 Eastern, 8.15 Central. Stick, Come listen to us. Go over there, hit subscribe, like, and and ring the bell over there so you don't miss one of our live shows. And also the Purple Code on YouTube and Facebook. We go live on Facebook t- on Tuesdays um, at 9.15 now. Uh, Eastern Time, 8.15 Central. So, the Purple Code, Purple Pocket Podcast, Minnesota Sports Talk. Join that network of uh, of content creators for the Vikings. Come and listen. I love it. Uh, Skull Vikings. See you next time. Cue the music. Thank you, Viking fans, for listening. Make sure you catch my other episodes. Also, make sure you subscribe, like, and leave a comment below. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Skull Vikes. Thank you, Viking fans, for listening. Make sure you catch my other episodes. Also, make sure you subscribe, like, and leave a comment below.